and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 168. Brian, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mary. Uh, you know, life goes on. Uh, what? Life goes on. Life goes on. Oh. Uh, what, what, what I want to convey this week in terms of my weekly update was we went to... Uh, damn. Just to, Let's just be clear. We're recording this on Saturday uh, morning about 11 a.m. And so... It's, we're only about halfway through the weekend, so we'll record our next episode uh, later this week, so it'll be Thanksgiving-themed, but we wanted to get this one out before that. So we're only halfway through the weekend, so we'll name half a weekend update. Right. And also, I had Thursday off for Veterans Day, and then took Friday off, and Brian has to use a vacation day, so he took off Thursday and Friday, hence why we're halfway through our weekend mm-hmm. but we had... in the beginning of the weekend. <laughs> yes, but we had plenty of time to experience an interesting week because we did have two days off yes. and our vacation was, or it was, it was at home. We didn't go anywhere, but our two days off were eventful on the first day. We basically got to try out this 4d X movie theater. You spoke yeah, we about talked this. about it last week on the podcast a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, yeah, it was, there's, it was in downtown Seattle. We saw the movie Eternals, which is a Marvel movie. The movie itself, it, was, uh, it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> But Not a great experience. review. So go ahead and say a little more about the experience. Yeah, and, and just for the record, I did mention Eternals as one of the movies that I wanted to see hmm. a long time ago, but I was a little disappointed in the, the plot. Uh, but that's okay. We didn't go for the plot. We went for the experience. We So these 4DX movies, you know, not only are they 3D, they shoot wind at you, they shoot water at you, and then your seat is like attached to like a machine. So it like moves around as well. It's mm-hmm. like one of those you know, like simulation rides, basically, I would say, except for the movie was two and a half hours long and it's not like a five minute simulation ride. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's an action movie. So there's a lot of like bumping around and like wind being blown at you and there's water when like someone like, I don't know, like spits in the And when someone gets like kicked or hit in the back, then your seat also hits you in the back. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was a pretty nice massage. massage. (laughs) um it the seats were pretty comfortable the one thing i have to say is i don't know if my pants were slippery or because wearing leggings and i think brian you were wearing sweats but Mm -hmm. i had to keep adjusting because i kept slipping down the seat because it was moving around so much uh (laughs) yeah and i mean i i just it's been so long since i've seen like a two and a half hour long movie like i was just like so tired i'm like oh my god i'm sitting down for two and a half hours although maybe i was just like worn out from like the seat moving around a lot like it was you like part of the action. it was straining yeah <laughs> yeah there's also like, like a light lights flashing whenever oh, right like, there's like a gunshot or not a gunshot or but like an explosion or, or whatever yeah. in the movie it's so it's like it's a very fully immersive thing yes. i have to say so uh the theater in downtown seattle uh the escalators were broken so you know it gets kind of hot uh walking up the stairs um to the theater with a mask on and um so I was like, you know, sweating a tiny bit when I get to the theater, but actually it turned out well to be in a 4DX movie because you get a fan. Uh, the cold air <laughs> was blowing on you and the fans were going on you quite a bit and the water was spraying your face. It wasn't a lot of water, it was more like mist, I'd say. Right, uh, right. There was it also wasn't, the option to wet. turn off the water. There's like a button that says water on, water off mm-hmm. uh, on your seat. So that was nice. Um, I would say this experience would be something to do once maybe twice if it's the right movie but uh it was we went to a matinee 
So it was like $23 plus fee. So like $25, but the normal movie is $25 plus fee. So probably like $27. So it was kind of expensive, but I'd say if you, it's definitely worth one one time experience. I would say if you have been to the Shrek ride at universal studios, uh, like Shrek 4d, it was kind of similar to that, but better technology um, yes. and much longer full on movie, obviously. Um, actually, we were just watching the trailers before the movie. And then all of a sudden the new Spider-Man movie came on and then our seats started moving around. I was like, oh, OK, wow, it's starting. <laughs> yeah, I just was like I was ready. Uh, the guy that was sitting next to Brian kept yelling, whoa, whoa, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was eating food. I would say don't eat food when you're going to a 4DX movie. Um, Right, because you're gonna you will not around. be able. You don't know when your seat's gonna all of a sudden jostle you around, and so uh, I don't think any of the food landed on you, Brian. But the guy no. was trying to eat a lot of food. He had a lot popcorn out of his hands constantly. Yeah, he did have a lot of food with him, and so it was probably kind of hard to balance on his lap. Uh, but yeah, I'd say for food and drink, skip it for this type of movie. Um, and also, obviously, I think this is only going to be available for action type movies like this I, it would be wouldn't make sense to have it for most other movies but right definitely try it out sometime it was, yeah it was definitely an experience there aren't that many there's there are a couple of theaters or like at least they're, they're becoming more and more popular but mm-hmm. there's definitely one in downtown seattle so listeners in the seattle washington area can uh go check that out and they also have in 2d 40x and then 3d 40x the time worked better for us to do 3d 40x so, I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots of options, but yes, I would do it again if the if I thought the movie would be a good a good case for that. But I don't know. You said that you rated the movie like four out of or sorry six out of ten, and then I said I probably give two extra points because of the experience. Seats, this experience. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not worth twenty five dollars if you didn't get the experience as well. But we did. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the other thing we got to do is uh, yesterday, Friday, it was, you know, kind of rain. It's been raining off and on mm-hmm. for, it feels like, a week or more. I and think so we got, was, like, three inches in the last 24 hours. Yeah, there's a lot of wind, a lot of rain. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to look for something to do that was more inside but COVID safe. And so I was went, went on Google, cheap things to do in Seattle. And one thing I came across is with your, at least for Seattle Public Library and King County Library System, uh, you can use your library card and they each library has a limited amount of passes to multiple different museums mm-hmm. in the area. So Brian has a Seattle Public Library card. I have a King County Library card that I've had almost my whole life, but they have technical, like, very similar offerings and then you just basically go on their museum pages and we just happened there happened to be one available for the museum of flight yesterday so we went in a passes i at first i thought it was just gonna be you know just the library card holder gets the free admission which would have been fine but a pass for most of them is at least two adults and sometimes it also includes uh two or more kids even yeah it's like a full family pass pretty much so yeah you can you know reserve them in advance uh they have lots of different offerings it depends on the library uh, system as well but um we went to the museum of flight and normally those tickets for adults are 25 dollars each 
and we got it for free. So I was feeling pretty good. And the parking yeah, save there is $50. Free. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite the saving. Cause I had been like, oh, we should go to this museum, that museum. But I was like, I don't really want to spend that much money um, on every museum. So I was like, right. I'll go to a museum for free. Like that's super fun. And uh, so, yeah, we went to the Museum of Flight. I hadn't been there in quite a while. And Brian never been there before. And it was very cool to see all the different uh, planes. Yeah, they had all the, like, pretty much every, I don't know about every, but they had a lot of, you know, the plane models from, like, the original planes, like the Wright Brothers. They had one where someone was just, like, in a box with wings. Yeah, I didn't, that didn't make sense. Pick up off the ground, but apparently it did. And, you know, like, the original wheels were basically, like, big bicycle tires. Mm-hmm. Um, we got my, to... my favorite was going, you go to the main like museum It's in the place where you like, you know, check in and then, uh, you can go across this bridge across the street. And then there's a whole like hangar full of planes that you can go into and walk through. And I like that probably the most. Yeah. I like that as well as the most interactive part of it. You could see the interior of different planes mm-hmm. and you could be, I think the standard one is the 747. And then there's like a, I forget the number, the but there's like liner. A, the Dreamliner. The Dreamliner dream yes. was really cool and huge. Yeah, it was, it was huge. There were three different, uh, you know, rows. Usually mm-hmm. I've only been to play with two rows down the, down the middle, but this one had three. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's, that's pretty huge. And I think there was another one where there were like stairs. It was like two layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that cool. might've been the Dreamliner as well. Cause that was, that was a big plane, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. So yeah, that was only the first half of our weekend. There's more weekend to come, but we'll cover that in our next episode since we haven't lived it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, for this episode, we just wanted to go over the first four episodes of The Bachelorette. So uh, almost halfway through the season at this point, and we have only covered before the season started, we covered all the guys. And so we wanted to go through episode by episode and give you a quick synopsis I mean, this is going to be much shorter than you taking the time to watch eight hours of those episodes. So you're welcome. Um, so first off, we'll start off with episode one. It started off with them introducing Michelle Young. Uh, she's from Minnesota and she's a teacher. Uh, she also loves basketball. That's a recurring theme, both teacher and basketball throughout all the whole season so far. Um, they introduced a bunch of the guys. Many of them mentioned that they like basketball like Michelle does. Um, and Brian, do you want to talk about some of your favorite limo entrances? Uh, yeah. So there's a guy and there's a lot of, you know, these limo entrances are so random sometimes, <laughs> but okay. So there's a guy who walked up to her. He said, better Nate than never. And, you know, obviously better late than never pun. And his, name uh, Nate. <laughs> his name is Nate. Otherwise that would make absolutely no sense. <laughs> uh, there was a guy whose name was Rick. He was like hiding under a dish and he was pretending to be room service. Uh, so basically she was looking for him. She opened the dish up and there was, there was Rick with his, his head, head on a platter. Out. Yeah, yeah. His head was on a platter, which I don't know if that exactly, if that's the type of image you want your girlfriend to see. <laughs> and there was like food all around him and he stayed in that table for um, basically that entire night. And including when he was talking to her, he was still in the table. Yeah. She's like, after she meets him, she's like, Should, are you going to get out? And she, and he's like, nah, you can come find me later. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite is Rodney and Rodney was dressed up in a red apple, like costume. He was dressed up as a red apple. And then she's like, what type of, type of apple are you? 
And he's like, I have a Granny Smith apple. <laughs> and, hey, the only green apple. Yes, Granny Smiths are green. Everything else is, I'm pretty sure everything else is like a reddish or yellowish color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I obviously didn't understand his apples. Maybe he just really likes Granny Smith apples, but wanted a red apple costume. Who knows? But maybe, he, can, maybe those Granny Smith apple costumes are hard to find. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a blunder, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, the big drama of the first episode was that um, the two hosts, Caitlin and Tasha, have for some reason decided to go into some of the guys' hotel rooms. Obviously, this is all planned by the producers, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and they went into some of the ho- guys' hotel rooms to just see how messy they were or uh, clean they were or any find out any information about them they could from the way that they lived. Uh, and they found out that this one guy named Ryan actually had uh, full-on notes on uh, a playbook on how to be on The Bachelorette. Um, there was notes right. on how to act, what to do, how not to be the villain on the season, uh, and so on. And so they tell, uh, they tell Michelle about this and she goes and reads some of the notes and it's just like, and the guy's like, oh, my friend's wife wrote all these and blah, 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 like trying to, who knows who wrote it. It probably was the, even just the producers, but, yeah. uh, she ends up sending him home because that's kind of weird to have notes on how to act. Uh, yeah just be, just be yourself and don't and don't be a villain don't it's kind of easy i'd say um and then she also mentions that one of the guys uh in his limo entrance she recognizes that he looks familiar and she realized she had messaged him a few times uh i don't know a year or so ago and he and he had messaged her back like two times and then he had ghosted her never responded yeah uh, and so she's like, hmm, I wonder why he's here. And uh, <laughs> she also remembers him because he's also from Minnesota and he also played basketball in Minnesota, college basketball like her. And so more to come on that. But it was, she's like, what is he doing here? Why did he ghost me? Yeah. And I think she pulls him aside either in this episode or in the future. Yeah, it's she's a little like, later on. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then they have the rose ceremony. Some people are sent home. At this point, really doesn't matter. We don't know, know anyone, really. Of yeah. anyone. Um, but I did want to know, this happens quite often when the rose ceremony ends and the sun is up. But this one, like, the fu- sun is fully shining. Uh, it's clearly the next day, like, 10 a.m. It That was a long rose ceremony, apparently. Yeah, do they, like, just party through the night? I don't even know how well, this She's works. talking to them through the night, and I don't know. That's a long so time. They start, they start the limo entrances when it's dark out, so... That is true. Know. Maybe they should start in the morning <laughs> Maybe. so people can get a good bedtime sleep. How about that? <laughs> yep. Who knows? Okay. Do you want to start off on episode yes, number two? Yes. So the next episode starts us, starts off reminding us that Michelle, who is a teacher, but also loves playing basketball. She plays college basketball. They keep drilling that in her heads. Just yeah. So basketball teacher, is important. Basketball. Teacher yeah. basketball, teacher basketball. So the first day of the episode starts off with some of her students asking uh, some of the guys she took on a group date. Uh, it was basically like, are you smarter than a fifth grader type questions? So she asked the math questions. What's 2021 times 18, which I don't know if I could do off the top of my head, obviously. Well, they had whiteboards. (laughs) Okay. They they, they could have actually written it out, but Mm -hmm. you know, most of them were fumbling over math, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) how to spell limousine. How many times is it acceptable to call Michelle beautiful in a day? One guy wrote (laughs) eight instead of infinity. So I guess put the infinity sign sideways yeah (laughs) so i guess uh she's only getting being called beautiful eight times in one day which i think that's more than acceptable (laughs) well she didn't find that acceptable she's like what is this and then he's like oh sorry and he turned his whiteboard oh yeah there you go 
strike one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then finally how to spell narcissist. And many of them wrote down Peter's name. Peter is going to eventually become a villain for a couple episodes. He is the pizzapreneur that we talked about a few uh, weeks ago. Yes. You're introducing the guys. Basically, he runs a pizza shop uh, and he thinks he's better than many of the guys for some reason, for that reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think, yeah, well, some, everyone or multiple people put down narcissists and he didn't really like that. Uh, so Michelle takes Peter's side and tells him uh, that she heard yelling. And Peter said that he was being called a narcissist in front of children. And it was incredibly inappropriate and opened up old wounds. And then it's like, what wounds? How could that be? Like, what, really, is this really going to affect you that deeply? And also, he, why, why do you care if you're being put down in front of children? It's all a TV show. They're probably actors. It's fine. Yeah, very emotionally traumatizing for Peter, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, but uh, Michelle said that she's worried that if she disagrees or challenges Peter, his response will be to yell and she doesn't want to communicate in that well way, which I guess is, that's that's important. It's never well, good fun to yell at people. <laughs> the whole reason why she's, you know, pulled him aside is because she had heard him yelling at the other guys. Uh, yeah, he's like, what How could you do this to me? Why would you write Peter when there's young children around? And <laughs> yeah. Um, the next date is a one-on-one date with Jamie. He comes off as very cocky and he basically tells other guys he isn't sure he she can keep up with his lifestyle. I don't remember what he I don't does know what for that living. means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's the first one-on-one date of the season. So sometimes people get a little cocky around that. They're like, oh, I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, they go rock climbing in jo- Joshua Tree National Park, which they were both sweating profusely. I'm pretty sure this was filmed in the summer. So that sounds awful. Then um, they have a picnic on the top of the rock formation. Uh, and then during the dinner portion, they talk about their family lives and they seem to click, but he also really isn't showing her who he is during the date. So more to come on him right. later. <laughs> yes. So the next group date, uh, you know, once again, teacher basketball, they, they, uh, they play some basketball uh, in the group date and uh, Michelle is really watching Joe play. Joe mm-hmm. was uh, Minnesota, Mr. Basketball in 2011. Michelle was Minnesota, Miss Basketball runner up uh, in, in 2011 as well so they they knew of each other prior to this uh well and also she that's the one guy that she was uh messaging she with. was texting or messaging mm-hmm. that that eventually ghosted her mm-hmm. um but anyway so they played a scrimmage and the winning team got to spend more time with michelle and while joe team joe's team lost he was crowned mvp so he also got to go <laughs> on with the winning team which all the the winning players thought was pretty unfair and, and the losing players yeah and the losing players but they recognized that she had a special connection with Joe already. Um, and during the cocktail party, <laughs> Michelle. So, 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 so that's, that's, that's basically what, what's going on in Joe's life. They're like all looking at Joe, like, Oh, is he, uh, right. he- do you, did, did she know him before like Minnesota basketball? Exactly. Exactly. And then this is just a fun piece of information as well. Uh, during the cocktail party, Michelle sets an apple test taste taste test for Rodney to see if he could identify the Granny Smith apples. Because, you know, apparently he kept on saying, I'm a Granny Smith, I'm a Granny Smith. He could not. For you guys uh, that may know, Granny Smiths are the sour ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones are a little bit sugar sweeter. So if you taste a sour apple, if, you, if you're blind and you can't see that it's green, it's also uh it's i think he just didn't one. know that the differences between the apples yeah so I, I think i think that's the only one he knows actually i, I don't know actually but yeah he's like oh granny smith granny smith 
it's never been a granny smith <laughs> um and then back at the house jamie who was not even on the group date he was on the one-on-one date he mm-hmm. starts a rumor that his friend maybe saw maybe saw michelle at a restaurant and his friend's friend said that michelle was with a light-skinned baller who then jamie assumes is joe so basically just very pulling things out of thin air almost yeah, uh, he's creating a story basically. Yeah, Michelle addresses the situation and says so she's very upset about this rumor. He, she doesn't know, you know, she's he said that everyone is, you know, uh, questioning, questioning her character. Her. Yeah. And so she's getting freaked out because that's not good and it's not true. So, you know, she addresses the situation. So she's very upset about the rumor. She exchanged two texts with Joe a few years ago and then he ghosted her and she's worried that the guys don't trust her. And then she opens it up for questions. Now, none of the guys really know who said this to her, what is even going on. And so it's pretty silent. So that makes her also frustrated because she's like, so no one has a question. So you're all just questioning my character. Uh, And that's where that episode left off. And the next episode starts back up where they left off. Uh, She's still reeling from the guys allegedly questioning her character. But like I said, Jamie is really the only person who is but none of them cleared that up when she asked if anyone had any questions and no one said a thing right um so when they're waiting for the first date card of the week the guys are wondering who the snake is who told michelle this information and jamie just sits there and is like yeah they're all like i, I wish know. i could see this guy i'd teach him i i'd, I'd let him know what i'm thinking and, and like everyone's just like bad mouthing whoever the snake is and jamie's just like right in the middle of all of them just yeah. like i'll just play quiet <laughs> right so yes. you want to talk about the first group date Yes. Yeah, so the first group date of this week was promoting the Top Gun 2 movie. Uh, that's basically like, what is it, like uh, fighter pilots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they all get into flight suit outfits and go into a G4 simulator and they have to profess their love to Michelle while spinning. That doesn't, yeah. that sound fun. It sounds very dizzying. So I Peter, mean, some of the guys were very uh, worried yeah yeah getting it's like, sick it's like oh i forgot my motion sickness pills at home mm-hmm. one of them said i'm like oh wow he's carrying around motion sickness pills and the one time he actually needs it he doesn't have it but anyways so peter who is the pizza connoisseur uh pizza panure, so i should say not connoisseur uh pizza panure and the quote-unquote narcissist uh starts speaking in full italian uh and then will also speaks in spanish uh and then Peter is very upset about that because Will copied his idea of speaking basically in a foreign language <laughs> while he's being is shook more around. romantic, even though I don't know if she speaks either of those languages. Yeah, she probably could understand a dang thing. <laughs> uh, but Peter's like, no, I thought of that and he stole that from me. Yeah. But uh, Will, uh, the one who speaks in Spanish, is who's very dizzy and uh, he's the, also the one who had motion sickness pills that didn't have it with him uh michelle asks if he needs a bucket and he says i i'd need you <laughs> which was i guess a good good line uh considering you know you're being shaken around mm-hmm. and michelle picks will as the winner of the competition uh and gives him a special jacket now and- he's spinning around and professing love even it's supposed to be a competition I, they were really again pulling at strings here to figure out some sort of way to make anything a competition on the show yeah, they really are running out of date ideas. Like, mm-hmm. let's just shake them up. <laughs> shake them up and make them say things to Michelle while they're doing it. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Great quality television. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know how many people would like that as a first date in real life, but I certainly would not. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. But uh, so anyway, so since Will won, uh, he or won in quotes, of course, uh, he, you know, lasted the longest and didn't pass out or whatever. Um, he did, he got a special jacket. It was like an Air Force fighter pilot type jacket. Mm-hmm. And Peter's very mad about Will, who copied him just by speaking a different language. So at the night portion of the date, Will and Peter fight. Will calls Peter a pizza boy. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. Oh, did said, I say Peter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not Peter. Will calls Peter a pizza boy, mm-hmm. and Peter replies. You should see the checks I cash. So I okay. guess he's he's rolling in dough. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, thank you. I actually thought of that myself. <laughs> uh, so there, there are other guys on this date, including Nate, and who Michelle seems to have a good chemistry with, as well as Clayton, who's going to be the next bachelor. So we know he most likely does not win. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's other guys on the date, but uh, they're not really the focus. Right. It's just, it, they're just, it's just, uh, Peter antagonizing Will pretty much because mm-hmm. he's jealous of him speaking a different language and getting a jacket and he thinks he's better than him so he doesn't understand why Will's getting all this attention mm-hmm. so anyways Will's talking to Michelle and Peter takes the jacket that Will won uh, that I guess he just left lying around uh, and he throws it in the pool which is a very immature move the other guys think it's immature as well and Will doesn't say anything about doesn't say anything about this to Michelle when he finds out Instead, he just gets it out of the pool at the end of the night, which is which is I'm sure of him. Like he like didn't bother. Normally, her. he I feel like a lot of guys. If this happened to them, they'd be like, "Oh, Michelle, I gotta go tattle on this other guy. He threw my Michelle, my Michelle jacket in the pool." Look what he's uh, doing. He just he just sits there and he's like, "It's okay, I'll get it out of the pool later." Uh, she, yeah. she'll figure out you know Peter who Peter really is later on. Um, yeah, that's the end of that group date. But then the next step is Rodney the apple guy uh he has a one-on-one he starts off by saying he might not be the strongest or the tallest but he's the biggest heart and the biggest smile oh uh, <laughs> they go on a truth or dare date and they get handcuffed together and they have to find uh the key to the handcuffs in a pile of giant presents this is why um it's getting pretty boring to watch the show when they don't travel because they're truly running out of date ideas they can't think of anything better than this um, and then they tell each other their greatest fears. And also Rodney runs around the hotel lobby naked, holding only a pillow as part of the dare. Um, it was a very low key, low budget date, but they seem to have fun. Um, for the evening part of the date, they ride out to a pier on a canoe and have dinner. Um, he tells Michelle that he's looking for his queen and he knows that whatever life throws at him, they can get through it. Uh, Michelle then offers him the rose and says, would you absolutely accept this rose? Just keeping the apple theme going strong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think I'm trying to figure out, I think he's chipping away at the friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a phrase that we, uh, when we watched this, uh, we, uh, we basically came to a conclusion of Rodney's just a nice guy, but he's trying hard and he, and he got his rose. So mm-hmm. good for him. So the last date of this episode is, is basically a spoken word group date. There's a famous uh, artist named Rudy Francisco. And one of the guys, Chris G, is absolutely over the moon about this guy. I think he's like a poet, right? And Chris G is just like, oh, my God. And like, nobody else knows who he is. But Chris G, he just loves he this guy. He was like <laughs> almost moved to tears by just being in the same room as Rudy Francisco, 
who was reading spoken word and everyone else i no one no one we were watching the show was knew who that was or anything yeah like who's this rudy francisco but anyways all the guys uh write poems to reveal the most emotional parts of themselves and get up to perform however when jamie goes up to perform he says he somehow lost his notebook uh you they, know, they were just given, given specifically that, for yeah. this assignment <laughs> and uh so, so he lost his notebook that was given to each guy specifically before the date and just creates like this fable about i forget what it was about it was about like some girl like going down a path or something yeah you go into the woods and then you turn right and then you turn left and you turn right (laughs) and then you and you appear and you something appears before you and like it was not connected to him at all and yeah you just told a a random story everyone else talks about themselves yeah so it was very out of place um so for that part of the evening of the date, Jamie decided he'd set the standard for all men on earth. <laughs> and he's the only one in the competition with him. He's only in competition with himself. Yes, basically like he doesn't understand what everyone else is still doing there. I think this is like what, episode Week two three. or three. So he's very full of himself. And uh, yeah, that's basically. He said that, uh, he said that she, he can tell that she's completely captivated with him. Uh, but then for that group date rose, she gives it to a guy named Brandon. So <laughs> apparently he was more, you know, he captivated her more than Jamie did that night. Um, but then the weird part, the very odd part about this date is after it's all over, you know, the camera's just following them around and Jamie talks to a producer and is like, am I really competing with Brandon for a woman's attention? We're not even close. Michelle is on spring break mode. Uh is that it's a big turnoff when is she going to get serious about this like it was very strange like I don't know if he forgot that there was a camera and he has a microphone on and (laughs) I I mean obviously Michelle didn't hear about all of this yeah he's very full of himself it's like this is week three and you you think you know her and they're like why he's like it was a nationwide casting call and this is the best you could find uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was very odd. Um, but during the rose ceremony, Michelle has several meaningful connections with the guys. Not really with Jamie, though, but uh, he thinks he has in the bag. But the guys are starting to figure out that Jamie was the source of all the drama. Of He was the one that told her that everyone was questioning her character. Um, right. And then Rick, the guy who was on a platter uh, for the first episode, tells Michelle that no one has been questioning her character and that Jamie made it up to throw everyone under the bus. So then Michelle sits down with all the guys and says there's a weird vibe again and says that, you know, Jamie, why did you say this? And Jamie tries to explain that certain individuals challenged her character, but what he said wasn't from any specific individuals. And if everyone could just leave him alone about it, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> well, you brought up the drama, sir. So we're not gonna leave, leave, leave you alone. Uh, she says she, and she also called him out that the light skin baller thing was his story and has nothing to do with Joe uh he just put those two two pieces of information together and jamie's making a lot of mad faces during this scene he's like i can't believe this is happening to me i'm i'm gonna win this thing i don't know why she's mad at me um and at the end uh michelle takes him aside and walks him out and he leaves and i'm actually pretty glad that sometimes when the people leave they have a camera on them in the car as they're being driven away but they did not show him which is probably for the best (laughs) Oh, I didn't even recognize that. But yeah, uh, it's interesting that he left because he was usually there's like the producers or somehow the, the unfavorable person uh, lasts a little bit longer. So I'm sure maybe there'll be more uh, unfavorable people out there. 
So Peter's gone and Jamie's gone now. So only probably five more villains to go. Yeah. Someone else will emerge. There's villain per episode, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know the American Heart Association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health? What if you could earn rewards just for being healthy? That's where Paceline comes in. Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services, and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. So this most recent episode aired uh, last week, uh, episode four, um, starts off with the guys all sitting around on the couch and talking about how excited they are to make Michelle feel special this week. This is big foreshadowing, so just hold your horses. It will make sense in a few minutes uh, after this first date. The first day of the week goes to Martin, uh, Michelle knows Martin was close with Jamie, so she wants to see if he's holding some lingering doubts of her character for sending him home. Uh, they go to a BMW test track. Uh, Martin does not drift. He loses the handling race and he attempts to defend Jamie while they're talking in the hot tub. So it's not going well. Uh, he tells her that he's not trying to defend Jamie, but he just doesn't think Jamie is a rat or a bad person. And maybe what Jamie did was justified if you really think about it. And Michelle is not, he, she's like, what? <laughs> Why are you questioning me? This is not a good sign. Uh, but then during the evening portion of the date, you know, she's like very concerned about this uh, and, you know, addresses it with him. And she says that uh, he shut her opinion down. And Martin says he's not good at communicating or expressing emotion because his dad was never good at communication, com- communicating. So basically it blames it all on his dad. Uh, <laughs> they talk about needing to work on their communication and she says that she can see him starting to make a change so she gives him a rose uh, the next group date is actually pretty funny so do you want to go ahead Brian so the next group the next date is a group date it's where uh, Nate tells the guys that he's not even on the one-on-one for this week but he feels like he's still in a good spot and it doesn't matter because he'll get the one-on-one so he's being very confident he's like not it's not if but when yes I get a yes. one-on-one and that is just a big turnoff for a lot of guys because they're like how can you be so confident yes but so anyways so, going into the date <laughs> yeah so nate, nate goes on this group date which is like a th- slumber party themed so uh they all change into special pajamas there's a cotton candy a build-a-bear uh making station pedicure tubs and so like all sorts of like you know like slumber party themed stuff Mm-hmm. And they're having so much fun uh, with each other and with the <laughs> with the slumber party themed date that Michelle is just standing alone and no one is talking to her at all. And uh, she actually pulls aside. I don't remember who it was. She pulls aside uh, maybe Clayton, and he just keeps like looking back and like wanting to join the other guys. Like he does not even want to be spending any time with her. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and then one of them uh, 
one of the like buff guys is like, oh, let's do an ab punching contest. So they all like punch his abs while he's flexing. He's like, oh, but but if Michelle tried to join it, <laughs> they basically they like, literally tell her to leave. Yeah, they, they like push her out of the net, like physically, but they like kind of like enclose the circle that didn't include her because they were so yeah. excited to like punch this random guy's abs. I completely forget his name, but it was one of the stronger, bigger looking guys. And, uh, you know, Michelle's feeling very left out and isolated. It's very odd. Like, no one talks to her. At least that's how it was edited, that no one talked to her the entire date. Yeah, yeah. So so the guys have a teddy bear throwdown competition where basically it's like a pillow fight, but they have, they're using their big teddy bears. And Michelle is just, at this point, not really enjoying the date because nobody's even talked to her. And uh, the the winning team... Uh, that, that does sell that does win they celebrate together and they don't really pay attention to her at all yeah so, they were just like yeah like jumping up and down in a circle together like, uh, michelle's uh, just over somewhere else <laughs> yes so during the evening portion of the date she talks to them about this and so she's like very disappointed that she was not seen at all and that's one of her biggest insecurities uh they did not even pay attention to her at all and obviously they didn't realize this somehow um but on the last date of the episode she and rick go up on a gondola to the top of the mountain in palm springs and she learns about his past and then you know she gives him a rose pretty pretty normal date and i don't pretty date. standard usually if you get a one-on-one there's not much to talk about yeah uh at the cocktail party chris s again there's so many names doesn't really matter the guy named chris s who wasn't even part of the conversation when michelle told some of the guys she didn't feel seen at the slumber party he decides he needs to address the situation in front of everyone else (laughs) yeah so she's walking down the stairs she's about to give a toast he's like i need to say something first uh he decides he pulls her aside and then says nate told the guys he has this thing in the bag and then (laughs) michelle then addresses this with nate and then nate goes to chris s and keeps on calling him a dweeb like you're such a dweeb why would you say this to her you're such a dweeb over and over yeah that's that's the word of the day dweeb 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 (laughs) yeah um and then after the rose ceremony michelle announces they're all heading to minnesota next uh and this is the first time they've actually traveled at all in the show since COVID started so i think there's been three seasons of there's been the bachelorette four seasons this is the fourth season since COVID. plus bachelor in paradise they never travel for that one um since they've traveled around. So, I mean, maybe they'll just be staying in the United States, but slowly getting back to normal. And uh, maybe they can think of some more creative dates uh, that are fun, more fun to watch in Minnesota because some of these are like, this is the best you could think of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The people seem pretty excited. The fact that they're finally going somewhere, uh, yeah. even though it was, I don't even know what's in Minnesota, something I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they so they are going to be traveling. The Mall of America is in Minnesota. I've been there. Oh, there you go. Oh, they can go to the Mall of America. That's I don't really know what else is there, but um, yeah. So that's the first four episodes of the show all summed up. Um, we will do it uh, this again in a, in a few weeks. Typically, we try to do it after every like third episode. But now you're all caught up on the Bachelorette. You're welcome. Yes, and I, I don't have any predictions on who's gonna you know end up winning this quote unquote by the end of it winning michelle's heart uh but i would like to see you know by the next time we give you guys an update if rodney our our apple boy (laughs) is still around because he seems to have a pretty good vibe with her although 
I think they might just be friends. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, when if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, then tonight, uh, November 13th, is when Gonzaga is playing at Texas. And I also just read that Texas is the highest ranked team to ever appear at home in Spokane uh, ever, besting in the previous record of the number six Washington State Cougars in 2007. And uh, Gonzaga actually lost that game uh, in 2007. But number five, Texas, going to be in the kennel tonight at 730 on ESPN2. If you're listening to it past that date, then you don't need to pay attention to this part of it, but I'm excited in the moment as I'm recording this. So I'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Hope everyone has a good rest of your weekend or week or whatever day you're listening to this. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.